I'm with the top shotters. Yeah, I'm a big baller. Put some good evening, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Prospects After Dark. I am your host. I am Kyle Reese. Uh, we have business to get into right away. So, uh, first off, this is the 100th episode of Prospects After Dark, as I gyrate like an asshole in front of a camera. Uh, we start off by saying, hello, everybody. Hello, Quinn. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. Uh, I am honored to have whoever's in here in here. Uh, the music that you heard, if you're listening to the podcast, that leads into the 100th episode of Prospects After Dark is uh, music by the incredibly, incredibly talented Stu Styles. Uh, that's his first single from a new album he's going to be putting out. Uh, uh, let me let me make sure I've got the uh, uh, the actual um, everything correct. I should have had this all pulled up. This goes to show you how much of an amateur I am. Hello, friggin' cards. Uh, hello, Ben Sorority. Hello, Martinez Hooked. Hello, uh, Liz Buck. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. Uh, so, uh, first off, I specifically asked Stu if we could have uh, uh, Top Shadas uh, as the lead-in for the 100th episode of Prospects After Dark. Because, first off, the song is really damn good. And uh, Stu puts in a lot of work into his music. And I love it. The song is legitimately good. You go to iTunes or wherever you get your music from, Spotify, and listen to it. Uh, again, it's Top Shadas, um, uh, Stu Styles. Uh, I love the song. Please check it out. Uh, I, so again, welcome everybody to the 100th episode of Prospects After Dark. Now, I appreciate all the congratulations that have been doled out, but remember, this isn't really anything to congratulate. This is one asshole in his apartment streaming from what will soon be an obsolete um, uh, uh, app on his phone, and uh, anybody can do it. Literally anyone in a matter of 100 minutes, probably, could have 100 broadcasts. So I'm not doing anything special. I'm not doing anything fantastical. Uh, but more importantly, I guess if we're going to uh, uh, dole out accolades, the thank you or the congratulations for the 100th episode of Prospects After Dark goes to the pad people. Look, uh, again, this is your show. This is your 100th episode. I'm just the custodian of whatever nonsense is going on. Uh, uh, again, we don't have much to talk about in regards to the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean it. There is very, very little to talk about. Uh, it was funny. I saw ESPN, uh, 101 ESPN locally tweeted out something about, like, hot topics uh, uh, worth that they discussed on their show today, Brandon Kiley. And I thought, man, can you imagine having a radio show that's engineered towards sports talk and having to talk about sports? Uh, how miserable. Like, uh, so, look, we'll talk Cardinals. We'll talk prospects. Uh, our good friends at Prospects Live put out their top 49 prospects in the Cardinals organization. You need to check that out. Uh, Dan Simborski, whose last name I'm absolutely butchering, he put out his Zips projections for the St. Louis Cardinals, which I did not oh, I did not look at at all. Um, I just looked at the Prospect Live prospect list long enough to see how many prospects were on it. Uh, I'm going to try to pull it up if I'm capable of it, which I'm certainly not. Uh, and really, that's where we're at. Um, I, you know, as we get into the questions, uh, 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 Zed says, woo-hoo! Yeah, uh, they, don't they do one of those little woo-hoos? Yeah, yeah, Morty give it a woo-hoo. They like to do it in those movies. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, just like that, Morty, just like that. Uh, so, again, to all of the pad people, tonight we're drinking Makers. Uh, the Makers is in the kitchen. I brought out the Four Roses. But uh, to uh, uh, the 100th episode of Prospects After Dark, to all the pad people, I raise my glass. Thank you for being a part of pad. And I don't know why we're celebrating 100 episodes other than that. That's a round number that people celebrate. Uh, I love you all. Thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas and to all a good night. Uh, hello, Victoria. Hello. Uh, Drew Langley says, Merry Christmas, you 
Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Uh, Jay Dizzy says, let the whiskey flow like wine. Yeah, uh, wine, water, it's going to be a, it's going to be a disaster of liquid proportions. Uh, Sweaty Teddy says 100 shots of bourbon. Now, uh, following the example of last episode of Prospects After Dark, we do have our thermos full of jello shots here. Uh, we're not going to do one of those just yet. We'll get to that soon. There's three of them because that's all that fits in my little thing that keep them cold away from the, uh, the thing. Oh, uh, Emily Roth 18, who is Emily Butcher, says, who let you do this 100 times? Congratulations, Kyle. The answer is the internet, uh, and they're out of their goddamn mind, Emily. So I, I want one of our first cheers. I'm gonna uh, our first cheers to go to Emily Butcher, uh, a loyal pad person, uh, a, 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 an amazing talent who I first came in contact with while she was working at KMOX. Um, but anyways, Emily just took a job at 101 ESPN. She'll be back in St. Louis from her job working in, in Bristol, Connecticut for ESPN. Uh, so to Emily, I raise my glass. Uh, I feel as a St. Louisan or St. Louisan or St. Louisan that uh, I, I'm glad that we're going to have you back in our ranks because you're an upstanding human being and uh, you're awesome. So to, to the butchers, we raise our glass. Terrific. Uh, got a snag Tebow from Foster the Person. Look, bring Tim Tebow in. Yeah, uh, Tim Tebow honestly seems like the kind of player that the Cardinals organization would go bananas over. Uh, Red October Rant says, cheers, my friend, to you. Uh, Book Dano says, I'm drinking Guinness. Guinness is a delicious beer. I was thinking about my own likes and dislikes a lot these last couple days. And, you know, that was uh, earlier I tweeted something out about, like, the thing about food is that I love to eat it. Like, there's a lot of hot takes out there about peppermint-flavored things and pumpkin-flavored things and, and peeps and candy corn. And I love everything. And I feel the same way about beer. Like, I'm not the world's biggest IPA fan. I seem to be in the minority, specifically here in St. Louis. But I love Guinness. I love booze. I love flavors. I love taste. Uh, uh, and we all have tastes that we like and that we don't like. But I seem to pretty well like everything. So to your Guinness, I don't raise my glass. I say, you raise your glass of Guinness. Uh, I did raise my glass. I clearly am lying like an asshole. Uh, but anyways, you get what I'm saying. To Guinness and booze and liking things, we raise our glass. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm on time this time. That's right, Victoria. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. It's nice to have you here. Uh, again, I understand that uh, specifically tonight with uh, 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 Christmas on the horizon, that there probably isn't a whole lot going on. You know, it's not like there's a whole lot going on with the Cardinals. They're signing minor league infielders, uh, switch hitting uh, minor league infielders, like they used to sign left-handed hitting minor league outfielders. Uh, so there's not much to talk about there. There's a lot of rhetoric. We can talk about how stupid it is that February is the new April, is the new August, is the new January, is the new September. Uh, you know, I well, we can get into all that if you guys want. But if not, let's just let's talk about things. Like 2020 was a shitty year. We all know that. But maybe the way we do this, instead of the Festivus airing of our grievances, which you are more than welcome to do, bring your Festivus airing of the grievances. I don't have a problem with that, but... Maybe what we do is we talk about some of the positives in 2020. Like, I was employed for the whole year. I was one of the very few people who got to go into their job and perform their job out in public. And that's a positive. Uh, there were some dicey moments, but I'm actually really happy about that. You know, I, I'm still a part of Birds on the Black. I still get to talk to Cardinals Gips. Uh, everything in my life is pretty good. My father's still alive, which uh, my brothers would think is not good, but I think it's pretty great. Um, uh, so all of that, you know, I, I've got amazing brothers. I've got amazing family. Uh, brothers specifically, and I'm grateful for that, but you guys can do whatever you want. Uh, ben Sarudi is sending out links that no one knows how work. 
Uh, the first is the Prospect Live Prospects list. The other one is the Zips projection. Uh, you guys want to talk about Zips or Zippers or anything that gets closed on and off, please feel free to bring it up in Prospects After Dark tonight. Our friend Toondog says, nothing but Kentucky whiskeys tonight. Enjoy. Happy holidays, Cardinal Nation. Again, uh, we... Tennessee whiskey, as sweet as strawberry wine. Anyways, uh, to uh, all of Cardinal Nation, again, I'm a, I am love Kentucky bourbon specifically. To all of Cardinals Nation, I raise my glass. Uh, thank you for being here, and more importantly, if you're not here, thank you for not being here. Uh, let's see, happy one hey, to Stu again. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, the song lead-in is coming from Stu. Uh, what I, would, I, I haven't talked to Gifts about this, but I'd like to start with our normal lead-in and then segue into Stu, segueing into me talking. But Stu, I've got to tell you, man, I legitimately love the new single. Like, uh, I, uh, hip-hop isn't for everyone. Uh, rap isn't for everyone. Uh, I like all music. Again, just like what foods we were talking about earlier, uh, I like it all. So uh, if, if you have any inclination for music produced, produced written, sung, by an artist who is passionate about their work, then Stu's your guy. That's how I look at it. That's why I don't really have a preference about uh, 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 music exactly. Uh, Spaghetti Jones says, what up, dog? 100 shows, what a ride. I was thinking about that earlier too, right? 100 episodes. How the hell did we get to this point where for an hour and a half, I frantically yell at, a tel- at my phone screen? Like, And when we first started this, I was on the other side of the table where I'm at right now, and I talked very slow. And we went through all of the questions that I could see. Uh, we weren't stopping and reading every single question. And I was goofy and awkward and all the things I am now just at a modest amount instead of being completely run by my ego, I guess, or my id. Uh, I, I believe that uh, that's Freud would say that this is my id on display. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know how we got to this point, but we're here. And again, 100 episodes, if we were talking about television or radio or something that had any meaning, it'd be really awesome. Uh, for us, it's just a milestone that happens because anyone can get on Periscope at any time and do 100 episodes of anything they want. We're just celebrating more the fact that as we enter the holiday season, or we've been in the holiday season, as we continue in the holiday season, that we get to spend it together as part of a pad family. Uh, Swanee Teddy says, he's done a lot of things 100 times for the right amount of money. Yeah, you know, I think about that too. Like, I think about how uh, the show started, and we, it was, and then we would also talk about John Mabry's dick a lot. And we don't talk about John Mabry's dick. We don't do MFKs as much. Uh, I'd like to get back to that, honestly. I'll talk about John Mabry's dick all day of the year. Civil War Card says, who is the dark horse to watch for the Cardinals 2020 draft picks? Again, I will tell you, the family at Prospects Live put out their top 350 draft picks, uh, uh, our draft prospects. Again, it's another list that I haven't looked at. Um, uh, I play Pokemon Go with my free time now. I don't do anything else. Uh, I'm not even one to even talk about prospects at this point because I don't even know what to say. Uh, But... Go to Prospects Live, read about their top 350 draft prospects. You know, when you're talking about a team who's picking 18th uh, in the draft, and with so much still up in the air, specifically because of the COVID time we're living in, uh, a lot of decisions will probably be made in that regard towards the end of last year, depending on what the showcase circuit looks looks like. Uh, It looks like it could have the potential to be robust. But right now, I, I don't have much to say. Look, I love the top of the draft. You know, I love Rocker and House and Moeller and... Uh, lighter and uh, like all the guys at the top, but predicting what's going to be there at 18 and, and who might go there. Uh, that's beyond me. Again, look at the prospects live people. They, they've got you covered. Emily Ross says, thank you. Uh, Emily butcher says, thank you, Kyle pumped to be back. 
Let's get drinks. I would love that. Uh, when the world gets back to normal, I'm all about getting drinks with all of the Pad family whenever the opportunity presents itself. Uh, Toon Dog says, Tim Tebow will be a tremendous, tremendous asset for Cardinals Christian Family Fun Day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he does commercials now. So to team Tim Tebow and Cardinals Christian Family Day, I raise my glass in all sincerity, uh, even though it might come across as being condescending. I don't mean it that way. Uh, yeah, look, I don't have, I don't harbor resentment really towards anybody less too short for that, but that's a great point you make Tune dog. I will be singing Christmas carols with my shirt off by the end of the night. Uh, uh, booked Dano says done real muto question mark, question mark, uh, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, even if the Cardinals get word that they're going to be able to allow fans in, I can't imagine real muto, even if. Even if Yachty walks, but I wouldn't suspect Yachty walks. I, I think that what he's doing on Instagram is condescending, but I also think it's just he knows that he's going to be a Cardinal. They all know he's going to be a Cardinal. Uh, I, again, that's just my own personal belief. I'm sure people have insight to it. Uh, I'm sure Yachty feels disrespected by whatever number the Cardinals are going to offer him because that's Yachty. I'm sure he feels disrespected by whatever number anybody's going to offer him that isn't $20 million for three years. Uh, but that seems like Yaddy's personality to me. I don't know for sure. It's not really fair for me to say, but uh, to get to the real Muto part of booked Dano, man, I don't see the Cardinals spending any significant money. Like, think about uh, James McCann got the four-year 40 mil or 46 or whatever it was. I can't imagine the Cardinals doing that. For real Muto, who is superiorly talented uh, uh, to, to James McCann. Our good friend Matt Thompson for Prospects Live says, what are you... Uh, big dumb. Oh, oh, how are you, you big dumb idiot? Uh, I am big and I am dumb and I am an idiot, Matt. And other than that, I'm doing well. Uh, I don't have much to complain about. Um, uh, real fast, I do want to touch on a couple of personal things. Uh, we went over Emily Butcher, uh, which isn't really personal to me, but uh, I just want to say a couple things. Yesterday was my brother Michael's birthday. I, I love my brother Michael is my favorite person on earth, uh, hands down. Uh, nothing against my brother Scatter Jim, who we'll get to here in a second. Uh, but he, he's my favorite person on earth, and it was his birthday yesterday. And to Michael, my brother, who definitely isn't in here, I raised my glass. Michael, I, I love you with all my heart, uh, and thank you for being my best friend and my big brother. And then real fast to my, my other brothers, Scott and Jim. Scott, who is continuously taking care of me. Uh, I'm a 34-year-old boy. Uh, uh, to my brother, Scott, who is the father figure for me when I was younger, and continues to be my safety blanket as I grow older. To my brother Scott, I raise my glass. And then uh, as I pour more booze, I'm going to pour some Four Roses into my makers here. Um, my final cheers to my brothers this evening goes to my brother Jim, who is actually dealing with COVID. Uh, he's doing okay. He says it's not as bad as maybe some other people are dealing with. Uh, but to, again, I'm hippa the fuck out of my brother Jim. Uh, but to my brother Jim, I raise my glass. I love you, buddy. Uh, you've done an amazing job of raising three kids, uh, something I'm definitely not capable of. Uh, and again, the family stuff, I apologize for bogging uh, prospects after dark down with. But I just wanted to take a second to really recognize my brother specifically. Uh, wish my brother Jim the most health possible and a happy and a Merry Christmas uh, to him and his family. My brother Scott, who I love and who protects me. And my brother Michael, who's my best friend. To the Reese brothers, I raise my glass. Again, not the most captivating television, but something up. Uh, but something for that I just wanted to do. Uh, Good Life Sean says, what's up, Kyle? Just wanted to wish you a happy holiday season. Again, to each their own. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. 
uh, other holidays that I'm sure I'm missing there because I am a, a, a very, very ignorant douchebag. Uh, but more importantly, the very broad happy holiday season to everyone. To you too, good life, Sean. Uh, you're a pleasure to interact with on Twitter. And uh, thank you for your constant support. Now, Nicole Paytow says, hi, Kyle. I see you finally got glasses. Yeah, I've had glasses for a little bit, Nicole. Welcome back. Uh, never mind. V-Love uh, says, love you, Kyle. Love you too, V-Love. Thank you so much. Uh, JT Vonderhaar says, what's up, Pad family? JT Vonderhaar is an awesome dude. Another uh, another member of the Pad community that I've had the pleasure of getting to know uh, a little bit here and there. And uh, I, another person that I feel privileged and honored to have the attention of for a very short period of time, one way or the other, uh, and who I feel privileged to be a part of this little community with. Uh, Quinn, our good friend Quinn, uh, again, a good friend beloved, JT Vonderhaar, Quinn, uh, you got to make an album with Stu. Look, I've got a little bit of, I got a little bit of hip hop in me. I can, I can let it loose a little bit, but I'm telling you. If you have any respect at all for hip-hop in particular, and you listen to what Stu put out as a single, uh, it'll get you excited about the album that's about ready to come out. And I'm not, I swear I'm not just pumping them up. That stuff is legitimately good. That is a, that is a great single. So kudos again to Stu. Uh, I'll, I'll cheers to. Tonight could be a really weird night. Uh, I'm already doing a lot of cheers. I'm already drinking. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little tipsy before Pat started. I had a couple beers. I had some boozy tea. Uh, some uh, some uh, 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 some Captain Morgan. Um, so, anyways, there's no telling what's going to happen here. I've got Jello shots in front of me. Uh, I more than likely again, I'll be singing Christmas carols with my shirt off in no time. Uh, Rojo three one four says, "Happy holiday, Kyle. Uh, uh, coffee soon." To Ryan uh, again. I'll, I'll cheers to Ryan, my friend from uh, Comet. Ryan, uh, happy holidays to you, too. I hope you have a great holiday season. Uh, and hopefully when we get Comet back open, when the world gets back to normal, you and I can sit there and have a delicious glass, uh, a delicious cup of coffee together. And a delicious pastry, too, because Comet does pastries as well as anybody. Uh, yeah, so to you. Matt Thompson, our good friend, says, Thoughts on the P-Live list? I have thick skin. Matt, I am, I'm sorry to be this way. But I have not spent any time with it. I literally clicked on it. Uh, I retweeted it because I love you guys and I trust what you guys do. Um, what the be delicate. The conversations you and I have are enough to make me want to pump it up because the work that goes into what you guys do is legitimately top notch. But you know, I clicked on it just enough to see the list. I, I don't remember the list. Uh, I love the way you guys formatted it. I know that's ridiculous, but I, I swear um, I've been back. We've been we're on a, we're on a program at work for the winter, and I've been back into like that mode. So I haven't had a lot of time during the day to be able to like take it all in. My hope was that this this weekend I have a four day weekend. I'm off tomorrow, uh, uh, and then uh, all the way through Sunday. My hope was that I'd be able to take it in a little bit and talk about it. But uh, what I saw. There was nothing, like, again, I, I looked over it really quick. There was nothing I disagreed with. There was nothing I thought, that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, and more importantly, even if I had, like, that, and I didn't have this, but it, more importantly, if I had that moment, the, the awesome thing about what you guys have been able to cultivate at Prospects Live is my trust, which, nothing against Baseball America or Fangraphs or uh, any of the other outlets, you guys are the first ones to, to, to have that with, for me to have that about. So, uh, but again, when I looked at it, I thought, yeah, this, this all makes sense. You know how I am. There, there, there's a certain rawness that I avoid 
I love the fact that you guys had Mason win. That was one thing that really stuck with me. You guys had Mason win before a couple of other people. Again, that's not something I would do until I saw it more uh, in the professional level with my own eyes. But I respect you guys for doing it. And I think that that's a better indication to the fan base than what I would provide. So that's that's the key. Again, not to go on and on about Prospects Live or anything, but I love what you guys do. And I'll be honest, at this point, I trust you guys more than I trust myself uh, as far out of the game as I feel like I am. JT Vonderhaar says, compare Cardinals prospects to types of concrete. Well, you know, we deal mostly with high early and uh, just your standard 9-2 county. We, we don't do a whole lot of Merrimack stuff. We don't do a whole lot of sidewalk. A lot of times I do street mix with sidewalk. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I don't know if that's allowed. Uh, but, uh, you know, who is, like, if you're talking about concrete, like Merrimack's your best stuff, right? Merrimack, sand, like, so that'd be Dylan Carlson. And then other than that, like, it's all just street pavement. Uh, I, I wish I could give you more. And again, you know, you could talk about different color dyes in there. Uh, uh, again, high early, uh, we call it nine one um, seven sack uh, three and a quarter river. We get we can get into it a little bit, but I'm not going to go down that road. Maybe maybe that's what I'll do uh, thirty thirty five from now on. I'll I'll throw in something like this is the type of concrete it would be. That'd be a lot of fun, JT. Uh, Bill Sean says, positive Cardinals baseball was played and things felt normal a little bit this summer. Yeah, that first weekend when baseball started, you know, before the Cardinals went to uh, Minnesota and then their season got shut down for whatever it was, two and a half weeks for, for COVID, that weekend was one of the most fun weekends I've had in 2020. That's a great point, Good Life, Sean. You know, uh, uh, Tyler O'Neill hits a home run in that Friday night game against Pittsburgh. And, like, the the world felt right for a second, and we didn't have any of that. So yes, I am I am with you. Those were all awesome, positive. That is a, a very awesome positive moment when baseball came back in 2020, even without fans. It was awesome. Book Dano says, "Isn't your apartment in Ballpark Village? Uh, make it happen, uh, Mo. That would be amazing. We we've talked about that before between um uh, between myself and then." You know, a, a Terra at One Cardinal Way. Like, it'd be awesome if we both got our own par apartments uh, in One Cardinal Way. Look, if you want to sell apartments, your goal is to get me in. You know, I actually live in the Central West End, and I love my apartment. I uh, I don't think I'd move out of this apartment, uh, depending on how things would go. Like, I love it here. I'm attached to this place, and I'm not interested in really going anywhere. But it would be really cool to live at Ballpark Village, uh, even without baseball going on. The Redbird Way says, over or under on 100 games played this season? That's a great question, uh, the Redbird Way. I will say over, uh, but what I will also say is whatever number the owners have already decided on is the number it's going to be. You know, there might be a public negotiation, uh, but and the owners might say up front, like, oh, uh, we'll do 130. But whatever number the owners have already in their minds is the number that we're going to play. And we learned that from last year with the 60-game season. The owners knew that they were that 60 was the maximum game that's the maximum amount of um, the owners knew that 60 was the maximum amount of games that they were willing to play they could afford to play in their minds and the negotiation and everything was just windows dressing and it made baseball look bad uh, to a lot of fans but it didn't stop us really from watching now I know ratings were down but look we are the people who are watching pad the people who read blogs we're gonna watch baseball no matter what. Uh, sure, you'll get your old fans who will say, I'm done with the sport for this reason or that reason or blah, 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 when the reason is they're just done with the sport. Uh, but I'll say over 100 games, and I will also say over 100 games while emphasizing that it really comes down to whatever the owners want. I'm going to get a quick drink of water. Sorry, uh, cat and mouth. It happens quick. 
Cards fan 22 says, not going to lie. Farther we go, the more truthful it looks that Yachty is not coming back. See, I disagree. You know, I think Yachty's having fun on Instagram. Remember, this is the first time he's been a free agent. Um, if I had the chance to talk to Mo, uh, I would love to ask him a very simple question about Yachty or Molina. Uh, rewind to three years ago. Mo did a Q&A in Memphis. Uh, it was part of like a, uh, a buffet ticket. I, I don't really know. It was, a, it was a sweet ticket where you got a Q&A with Mo and you got, um, you got to do – you had to be in like one of their suites with all-you-can-eat buffet and all that stuff. And I took part in that. I drove down to Memphis from St. Louis and I took part in that. And somebody asks very simply, what is it going to take to re-sign Yadier Molina? This was the year that they gave him the extension. Uh, they were down in Memphis playing Memphis because of the, uh, you know, the exhibition game that happens after every spring training. And Mo said, well, to be honest, it's going to take a lot of money. He was just straightforward, said it just that clearly. And what I would like to ask Mo now is, Mo, what is it going to take to re-sign Yadier Molina? Just to compare and contrast those. Look, this is Yachty's first time hitting free agency. I think he's having fun with it. Uh, but I see, in my mind, I view not bringing back John Brebbia at a modest amount, uh, 800K or whatever, I've, and the, the roster spot, which is really why they let John Brebbia walk. Um, and also letting Colton Wong go as their clear path to bringing back Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. Look, I until it happens... I have no doubt Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright are coming back. And I was not that person with, with Albert Pujols. Like, I knew Pujols was gone. I felt confident in that. And you know what? I was one of those people who was fine with it. Uh, if Yadier walks, I'm fine with it. If Wayno walks, I'm fine with it. If they come back, I'm fine with it. You know, I've said on Prospects After Dark countless times that uh, Adam Wainwright is the one that I would like to have back if I had to choose the two. But I think that they're both going to come back. I think the Cardinals... I think the Cardinals would be willing to give them both big contracts, but I think they're trying to save every dime. And I think that in their minds, they think Yachty and Wayno's representatives are going to come back and say, hey, this is what we have. This is what we're going to sign for. And the Cardinals will top it. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on Prospects After Dark last week when somebody was like, you know, Yachty's not worth $10 million a year. And to other teams, he's not worth $10 million a year, uh, uh, potentially. I don't really know what he's worth to other teams. But I will say to the Cardinals, he's worth more. And the Cardinals know that. They'll go over whatever is being offered to him specifically. And I hope that they follow the same uh, the same example with with Wayno. Good Life Sean says, positives, the video that surfaced with the families of players making their debuts. Yeah, I love that. Uh, when, when Dylan Carlson made his debut and the Carlson family was in the background, that was awesome. Uh, uh, JT Bonnerar says, rocker, I just met her. Uh, I love that. That's a, that's a, not the rocker part, but the whole, uh, uh, wrecked them, damn near killed them. Uh, that reminds me of an old joke. You guys know what that is. Sweaty Teddy says, important question, South Park or Family Guy? How about this, Sweaty Teddy? Look at this. I'm going to stand on this chair and look at these, look at these beautiful pants, these beautiful pants. South Park all the way. I'm wearing my South Park Christmas pajamas. That's how I roll. Uh, luckily my fat ass didn't fall through the goddamn chair. Good life. Sean says, Yachty probably just dipped into a bottle of JW Blue. No big deal. Yeah, look, uh, we all know Yachty likes to get a little hammered and uh, tweet or Instagram things out, whatever you call it, Instagramming. I think Good Life Sean is onto something. That sounds like a Yachty or Molina move to me. Uh, uh, yeah, if only Mike Matheny was a manager, God would only knows what he would say. Toon Dog says, Cardinals minor leaguers you're excited about outside of the obvious ones. Yeah, again, we don't know what to come, like what's to come. A lot of these guys missed an entire year. If you're talking about guys that I'm excited about, I want to see what Patrick Romeri has, the the IMG outfielder that was drafted in the 12th round of the 2019 draft. 
the, the obviously IMG Academy high schooler. I'm excited about him. You know, you go back to some of the pitchers from the 2019 draft. Uh, Andre Payante, Jack Ralston, uh, Tony Losey, um, uh, Logan Gragg. Like, I'm interested in those guys. I want to see what they're capable of. Uh, nearly everybody who wasn't at Springfield, who didn't get time at Springfield, I want to see what they look like. You know, this is going to sound uh, 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 this is going to sound ridiculous, but I don't know what's going to happen with guys like Bryce Denton and Nick Plummer. Sure, they're not exactly top; pro they're not top prospects in any capacity, really. But like, I'm interested to see what those guys have if they get to stick around. Uh, when we talk about minor league contraction and going from six, seven short season affiliates stateside to four and a half when you talk about what GCL is going to become. Uh, you know, I'm anxious to see what the rosters even look like, who stays in the organization and who's cut loose because of the lack of two teams. Now, those short season teams were mostly filled with players that were drafted in the in that year, but there's still going to be cuts. There's still going to be a shortening uh, of rosters and, and players. I'm anxious to see who makes it through all that. You know, I love Brendan Donovan. Uh, uh, guys like that, Not you know, I'm looking around now a little bit. I don't really have a whole lot of names written. Luke and Baker, somebody whose name I just saw when I looked up at my whiteboard. Uh, somebody who was supposed to go to the Texas League last year and kind of blow it up uh, based on the August he had in the Florida State League the year prior. Uh, like that, like I'm, I'm anxious about everyone. I'm anxious to get minor league baseball back and actually watch baseball with my own eyes. You know, the reason that I'm wishy-washy on doing the Dirty 35 is how do you appraise talent that you haven't seen that basically just lost an entire year of competitive baseball? It's not something I feel comfortable doing. You know, what separates me, I think, from a lot of other uh, outlets is that I really do I, I do all of this with my own eyes. And I'm wrong a lot. I'm not right that often. But I'm giving you my own honest appraisal based on my views and what I see. And I didn't see shit. And I haven't seen shit since March of last year from a lot of kids. So there probably won't be a Dirty 35. There probably won't be Dirty 35 podcast because I don't know what else to say. You know, we can maybe we wait a little bit and see what kind of cuts happen within the organization and we readjust and we talk about what the Cardinals have from a depth perception or depth, a depth point of view. But I just don't know where to go with that or what to do with that. It seems disingenuous from me to you. So, again, those are some names that first come to my mind. Uh, Delvin Perez putting on weight. I would have liked to have seen what that looked like in 2020. Uh, as light as that weight is. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Griffin Roberts is one prospect that comes to my mind. You know, somebody who was, looked okay at times in spring training and a very limited view on uh, with the big club, whose slider might make him a bullpen option in the long run. Maybe he's Adam Adovino in the long run or something similar to that. Uh, uh, Sergio Romo, maybe. But, you know, if everything goes exactly right, like, I want to see what he is and what he looked like. All of the kids. My answer is all of the kids that make it through. Those are the guys that I'm most excited about. Uh, again, I love Dylan Carlson. I love Yvonne Herrera. I love Matthew Libertor. You know, I, I, I love all of those guys that are at the top. Uh, but I, I want to see the rest of the guys. I want to see who, who has made uh, 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 gains and strides and, and, and done really well. Book Dano says, P-Live list was great. I love it. Uh, TYZ194 says, bring Yachty back. I want a real farewell season with fans. And I think the Cardinals do too. And I think that they can monetize that. And I think that that's one of those things why, why the Cardinals are just like letting Yachty shop. Uh, that way they don't have to give them whatever money they view him as. They can just give them more than whatever everybody else views him as. The Steve Vaughn says, if you could pick a Cardinals outfield from just your lifetime, who is it and why? 
Uh, so that's where it gets tough, right? If you're talking about full body of work, that's one question. If you're talking about just like individual seasons, it's tough. Look, uh, Jim Edmonds starts it off. Uh, you're talking about Jim Edmonds, 90s version of Ray Lankford. Uh, two center fielders there. So what do you even do? Edmonds is clearly the better center fielder. Um, uh, uh, so uh, Edmonds goes in the center. Uh, I would put Ray Lankford in left. And then if you're doing individual seasons, like uh, as good as the Cardinals have had, I'm probably doing either Carlos Beltran in 2013 or 2012, maybe 2013. Carlos Beltran in 2012 and or Lance Berkman in 2011. One of those two. Like those are just the first one that comes to mind. And I'm sure I'm stubbing like all those years of Reggie Sanders where Sanders was good. But like if we're talking about individual seasons, that's the way that I would go. Uh, Clavic. Chulera says, Messi, I'm not going to be able to help you with uh, with football. Uh, Book to Dano says, how many runs does a team made of nine Ray Langford scored a game? It's at least nine. All right, so before we get too far, I'm going to do a jello shot. Uh, again, I, it kind of sucks we don't have much to talk about in the world of Cardinals, but we're 40 minutes in here or 35 minutes in or something, and I'm going to do these. By the way, this is what you get. They're called slurps. Uh, I'm going to do these slurps jello shots because why not? You know, who cares? Uh, to the prospects after dark people, to 100 episodes and blah 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 yada yada. yada. Mm. Mm. I love these things; they're good, for real. They're only like 13% alcohol, but they'll sneak up on you in like two hours. Josh says, "Can't stay, but happy holidays. Hope you all have a great Christmas or whatever you celebrate." Yeah, to uh, to Josh, to everybody who celebrates Christmas and everybody who celebrates whatever the other holidays are, whether it be Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. Or stuff that I don't know about because I'm an ignorant white male uh, predicated on uh, born and raised in a system that uh, basically tells me to, that I'm superior to everyone. To you! Uh, used to fly the L. Used to be fly the L. Daphne House says, would you rather have a 25-man roster of Marvel superheroes or nine supermen? So uh, if there's one thing that Zack Schneider's futuristic take on what Superman could be uh, tells me is that nine Superman are dangerous. One of them is going to end up being a totalitarian uh, and we should probably not have that. So I'll take 25 Marvel superheroes and keep in mind that's coming from a guy who is specifically a DC fanboy. Uh, good luck. Sean says, what was your favorite change in MLB this year? You'd want to keep moving forward. I love the seven inning double headers. Uh, I love that they were 45 minutes apart those that's the first thing that comes to my mind uh, and i want more of that like that was interesting i like that i i was really on board for that I, i'm sure that a lot of people aren't i get it but uh, i like that a lot again i'm used to that that hap that's been happening in the minor leagues for years maybe not the 45 minutes apart uh, but the seven inning double headers I, I like it i think it saves bullpens i think it gets through the game i think it makes every inning maybe a little bit more pressing every out uh, a little bit more pressing um, but, uh, yeah, that's the one that I would stick with the three better minimum to me. I just don't care about, I know that the data proves or shows that it doesn't make a big difference one way or the other, but it's just not for me. I, I, I don't care. Uh, and I'm also left-handed and I want as many jobs as possible for lefties. TYZ, uh, one, nine, four, I nine, four says, if baseball gets advertising on jerseys, what do you want on the Cardinals jersey? I say Budweiser. Yeah, look, I'm pro booze as every minute and every second of Prospects After Dark shows. Uh, maybe uh, a PetSmart or something like that. Whatever gets a dog on the side of the helmet or a Cardinal. 
Uh, look, I, I, I'm not one of these people that care at all about the costumes that the players wear when they're on the field. Some people call them jerseys. Some people call them kits. I don't know, man. Uh, to me, they're just costumes that people wear. Just like uh, uh, the team name is just like a costume variant. Like, I don't, I don't find myself attached to that. Like, to me, the people who get upset about a team name, uh, other than the people who are represented in that team name, maybe unfairly, uh, are only as pathetic as the people who get outraged when they change a team name. Like, that's the most pathetic group of people, in my opinion, because, uh, you know, it's just a team name. You're talking about, like, it's a mascot. Like, mascots are stupid. Uh, let's not lose our fucking minds over it. Uh, one thing that I noticed about the Cardinals changing from Cardinals on the front to St. Louis is that you don't notice it in the game, right? You notice those awful fucking victory blues. That's the worst thing that could have happened to the Cardinal jersey. Uh, but you, when they change from Cardinals to St. Louis, you don't really notice it. Like, it's not really as noticeable. Let's not pretend like the, the mascot name really fucking matters. Like, let's get over ourselves a little bit. Uh, my own personal views to each their own. So when we talk about putting a logo or a sponsorship on the side of a helmet, man, I don't care. Look, I thought the Nike symbol was bad on the jerseys. Uh, I'm fine with whatever. Uh, after a while, I didn't think about the Nike symbol, so I'll probably feel the same way about whatever happens on the jerseys. Uh, the Steve Vaughn says, better shortstop for the Cardinals after 91 Renteria or Ozzy. Uh, Renteria, look, uh, some of those years that Edgar Renteria put up were stellar. And Edgar Renteria is a fun story, right? Because just kind of like Royce Clayton, not like Royce Clayton, because it was a two different things. But remember, both of those guys were kind of like cast off. They were kind of hated by Cardinals fans. Uh, and it wasn't until like Edgar Renteria uh, worked his way past some of the apprehension that came with being an heir apparent to Ozzy and, and started putting up the offensive numbers that came with that amazing defense that he was displaying at short, that everybody kind of like said, oh, you got to give Edgar Renteria all the money in the world. Uh, look, I love both of them. Uh, Ozzy, of course, uh, even Royce Clayton, uh, Edgar Renteria. But, you know, I, I, think, I think what we saw out of Edgar Renteria is something that if the Cardinals had right now, especially at the top of their lineup, towards the end of Renteria's time in St. Louis, I think we'd all be happy. Also... Edgar Renteria is a type of player who, uh, speaking about the difference in time, like Edgar Renteria is a type of player that you couldn't even trade for now. Like the, the Marlins wouldn't even have that player. And if they had that player, he'd be priced out uh, in Hanley Ramirez or Miguel Cabrera. And a team like the Cardinals wouldn't even be able to trade for him. I just wanted to bring that up because uh, 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 the difference, I think sometimes we think, oh, Jackity was a better front office, a better president of baseball operations better general manager than mo and the difference is the time of the time like baseball's changed um uh red red october red says mfk the mv3 so uh i would you know i'd probably let scott roland dominate me you figure that big strong country man he just he'd probably fuck my brains out if I had to kill one of them, I'd probably kill Pujols. I don't really feel like he's a generous lover. I wouldn't want to have a one-night stand with him, and I don't think I'd want to marry him. I think his ego's too big. Uh, I say that, but then to marry there would be Jim Edmonds, and that ends in divorce, as we've seen many, many times. Uh, so I'll say you marry Pujols. He is more wifey than the rest of them, and you kill Edmonds. You'd have to. I hate to be that, that way. Noah Stelson says, I, da, 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 I, I love you. To you, Noah Stelson, I love you too. To all of my Peoria and all of my Springfield, Noah, in this particular situation, all of my Memphis, all of my Palm Beach, all of my uh, Johnson City, all of my uh, 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 State College, 
people, I raise my glass. Look, the one thing that Prospects After Dark and uh, Cardinals Gifts and Birds on the Black has afforded me, it's a lot of interesting relationships with people that I otherwise wouldn't have. Noah's one of those people. So to all of the people that I've met through Prospects After Dark and Birds on the Black, I raise my glass. Thank you so much. Good life. Sean says, looks like TLR, TLR, TRL total request live. TLR is really going to manage the White Sox. So weird. Yeah, you know, I still think that there's a chance that Tony La Russa is at Cardinals opening day uh, and somebody else is managing the White Sox somehow. Uh, but all kidding aside, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Um, I think it also goes to show you to a degree what our, uh, our, ju our, our, our judicial system can be a joke if you've got the right lawyers. Um, but you know, I, look, I'm not, I'm not gonna, that's not a hot take. I don't know for sure. Look, I don't know shit. I'm tired of pretending like I know shit or even the shit that I actually do know. I'm tired of screaming into the void. So what I'll say is, you know, good for Tony LaRusso for having a lawyer who helped get him off of some serious charges. Uh, I'm excited to see what him managing in major league baseball in 2020 looks like, uh, whether he deserves that opportunity or not. Cardsfan022 says favorite Colton Wong defensive play. Minus 2018 versus the Dodgers. You know, there really isn't one that comes to mind. It was just, it was after, let me put it this way. With Colton Wong, when I think about his defense, I think about Mike Matheny getting fired. And I think about the player that Colton Wong became after Mike Matheny got fired. Uh, the, I don't, look, everybody's going to say, um, everybody's going to say that they're related. And, uh, you know, Matheny getting fired and Walt, Colton, uh, uh meeting his defensive potential and his potential at the plate. I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know for sure. And the numbers would bear it out. So maybe it's true. What I know is that Colton Wong watching him over the last year and a half, two years specifically has been an absolute joy, uh, both on the field, both in the infield doing a second base thing. And a lot of times at the plate, like sure his numbers weren't great in 2020, but you know what? They weren't, they weren't, with 2020 being the season that it is, it's really hard to get a feel for or have an understanding of. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I love Colton Wong. I wish him the best. I don't really have a favorite moment because he made so many great defensive plays. Sweaty Teddy says, uh, what do you believe will be opening day week amount of games? Uh, you know, I will say that opening day week, 30. I'll say, look, the Cardinals have, the Cardinals, Major League Baseball has a reason to push it back to like, Memorial Day. So you're talking about like maybe the last week of May. Uh, then you could do spring training in April. Do May as like the last week. I could see something like that. I don't think they'd want to push it back that far. But remember, if you take now, granted that'd be 60 games out of the schedule, we'll push them at 100. But if you if you engineer the schedule so that you can get you know 120 games in, maybe you don't do Memorial Weekend. Maybe you do the week leading up to Memorial Week. Then you only have like uh, 45 games off the schedule. Um, so I'll say 120 something games uh, starting at the beginning of May with everything getting pushed back like a month. Right. So instead of reporting in February, they report in March. Spring training goes until the end of April uh, and then season starting in May. Something like that with 120 games being played. I, I Again, I haven't looked at it. I haven't thought about it much. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, Johnny G24 says Pujols 2001 in left field. Yeah, to, to Pujols, again, as we talk about some of the best Cardinals outfield uh, of my lifetime. Uh, again, that, that offensive season he put up and what he was able to do defensively uh, with his limited experience in left field, he would definitely be in consideration. Uh, uh, Book Dano says 96 Brian Jordan all the way. I loved 
Uh, 96, Brian Jordan. Jordan Gant, Gilkey, Lankford. I love that. Craig Paquette had a great season. Ryan Ludwig had some great seasons. Again, we talked about uh, Reggie Sanders. Uh, uh, Juan Encarnacion had a couple good seasons before Aaron Miles ended his career. Um, all of those guys. Uh, the, the Cardinals have had some outfield success, although it doesn't really feel like it over the last couple of years. More importantly, let's talk about what we're going to end up getting out of Dylan Carlson, who will eventually, for somebody who was 10 years old right now, and when they're being asked 24 years from now, uh, they'll be able to go to Dylan Carlson the way that I went to Jim Edmonds, and that's exciting to me. Good life, Sean says, slurp after dark. Again, yeah, uh, the shots are the slurp shots, and uh, feel free to get them. They're fun, they're jello, they're amazing, and they taste really good. Uh, so to slurp after dark to all the pad people. <laughs> Stu Style says, Max Maroff is plenty to talk about. Yeah, and Rondone, the former infielder from the White Sox. Yeah, you have plenty to talk about. There isn't shit to talk about. Like, the Cardinals fans aren't excited about this. Baseball fans aren't excited about this. And, you know, I, another thing I was thinking about earlier and thinking about earlier in the week, you know, Mo said January will be the new December, and then maybe February is the new January. Like, the next part of that rhetoric, and, again, mark this down to the handful of people who are in here, the next bit of rhetoric is, well, we still have uncertainty, so February is going to be the new December. Uh, I have no faith that January is going to be any more lively than what we've seen so far, and you shouldn't either. There's still a lot of shit up in the air about COVID vaccines and who's going to have to take it in baseball or all that stuff. So, yeah, look, I have no faith at all that we're going to have baseball anytime soon and uh, that there's going to be a lot of movement. Uh, so, yes, Max Maroff, thank you so much for being alive so that we can talk about you. Uh, uh, Drew Langley says, Yachty playing so much. His caller, Schilt, not having confidence in Kisner. Please come back, Yachty. Yeah, it is absolutely Yachty. Look, uh, for years now, Yachty probably should have yielded some of the starts to his heir apparent, whoever that heir apparent was. And it doesn't matter if it was Schilt or Matheny. Yachty just played whenever Yachty wanted to play. Remember, when Matheny tried taking Yachty out, Yachty went to Instagram and whined like a little bitch. And that is something that will happen. So, yes, look, Yachty runs that clubhouse. If if a guy is going to start, Yachty's going to be the one who says, uh, I have no faith that Mike Schilt has enough balls to be able to step in and, and stop Yachty or the front office or anything like that. Look, it's Yachty's clubhouse. It's Yachty's team. And that's why I feel confident that Yachty's coming back no matter what. Ben Cerruti gifts the slurps after dark episode. I love it. I love it. Giff says he loves that energy. I do, too. Ben Cerruti says, Kyle, what's the first bet you're making on the new Bally Sports Betting Network? Uh, that uh, uh, The first bet that I have is that Harrison Bader will go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. No, um, the first bet that I'll make, of course, it'll be live betting, so that'll be about like a sliding scale more than likely of what the score will be. And I will say that there'll be a game where, like, Three games into the season, Jordan Hicks will have pitched too much, and Alex Reyes will have pitched too much, uh, both out of the bullpen. And there'll be a game where the Cardinals are up like three to one, and uh, all that'll be left is like Andrew Miller in the bullpen and John Gant, who has pitched two out of the last three games. And I'll bet that the Cardinals lose that game. That's what I will do. Uh, something like that. Noah Stelson says. Noah Stelson says minors play a full season, right? So there's a lot of conflicting talk about that. You know, I've heard a bunch of shit. Uh, I've heard that the Miners are still planning on having a full triple-A, uh, double-A, single-A season. I've heard that they're talking about cutting way back. Uh, the one thing I feel confident in talking about when we're talking about the minor league season in 2021 
is that there will be some type of minor league season, especially now uh, specifically as a lot of owners, a lot of major league baseball team owners are buying stakes in minor league teams the way that the Cardinals have done in the past. So yes, there will be a minor league season. And I've got to be honest with you. uh, I think that the only season that we're going to see yeah, you know, I, I don't have any faith at all, really, that you're going to have a full minor league season either. I think you're probably going to have a shortened minor league season. And that's, you know, not to say that I talk to people, but that's kind of what everyone believes for the 2021 season. That uh, especially if the, the major league baseball season is shortened, which it probably will be, almost certainly will be, that the minor league baseball season will be as well. Uh, good life. Sean says, I got into the Robin Hood app this year. You invest in any stocks. I don't know what Robinhood is, and I do not invest in any stocks. I work for the government. I have a government pension coming my way, and I don't really have a whole lot of disposable income, so I can't really gamble any of it in the stock market. I, I have a little bit here and there, uh, but no, you know, I don't know much about stocks. Uh, I don't know much about Robinhood, and uh, you know, bully to all the people who can afford to live beyond paycheck to paycheck because that's my life. Uh, ben Cerruti says only where my financial advisor suggests. At least for now, yeah, I can't even afford a financial advisor. If I went to a financial advisor, his head would explode, and he'd probably quit the business. Uh, Wong will be overpaid at this point, says Johnny G24. I don't view any free agents other than pitchers with the potential to be overpaid in 2021. I still think pitching is a commodity. I still think teams are going to pay for pitching. But other than that, I think we're seeing an adjustment being made for hitters um, and what their value is. Again, I, I'm not going to – I probably should elaborate on that a little bit more. I'm not going to because I don't have a strong enough thought or a strong enough belief in regards to it. But I think we're starting to see that the, like specifically the war value put on on uh, hitters, uh, uh, position players. I think we're going to start to see like maybe some of that value. And we've seen it in the past, but I say start. But we're going to see start to see some of that value. We're going to start to see some of that value not uh, – not match the war number value that goes along with it. And I think it's, in my opinion, it's because hitters are, you know, uh, there isn't a whole lot that separates a good hitter from a bad hitter. There's a whole lot that separates a good pitcher from a bad pitcher. And I think we're going to start to see, and we're start, we've seen teams continue to pay for pitching and not, not pay for just your average hitter. They'll pay for the high end. They'll pay for Mookie Betts. They'll pay for Mike Trout. They'll pay for Bryce Harper. They'll pay for Manny Machado. They'll pay for Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna. But they will not pay uh, for Dexter Fowler. I think I think that's done. They will not pay for Harrison Bader because, it, really, what's the difference between Harrison Bader and John Jay, right? You'd rather have John Jay. Again, I don't know what the war differential is, but you'd rather have John Jay than Harrison Bader. Uh, uh, James Reese, Merry Christmas, you jolly old elf. To my brother, Jim. Jim, I, uh, I cheers to you earlier, buddy. Uh, I, my oldest brother with the amazing kids that he's done an amazing job of raising, uh, Jackson, Mason, and Haley. Uh, Jim, I hope you feel better, bud. We're all praying for you. The people who pray here are praying for you. We're all thinking about you. Uh, uh, keep battling that COVID. I'm glad you're not dealing with it the way that a lot of other people are. Uh, to you, sir, I raise my glass. Those lights that you got Jackson for his room are fucking awesome. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Jim, but that's my Christmas tree over there. Purple lights. And then I got the red around uh, uh, my Christmas tree, uh, my stand there, and then some of that. So that's a tour of the Reese apartment. Ben Cerruti says, all right, I'm out, uh, but we'll listen to this when I can. Merry Christmas, Kyle. Gifts, everyone. Again, Merry Christmas to all that celebrate Christmas. 
uh, and then uh, happy Kwanzaa, uh, happy Hanukkah uh, to everybody who celebrates the holidays that they celebrate. Uh, and more importantly, soon to be happy New Year's. I'm going to do a Jello shot. Uh, the Jello shot is the strawberry uh, uh, slammer uh, Jello shot. Jim, that's where I'm at right now. Number two on the night. Good life. Sean says, what's the worst Xmas song in your opinion? I got simply having a wonderful Xmas time by McCarthy. So I'm a Beatles fan. I like Paul McCartney. I won't say that. I don't think it's great, but I enjoy it. You know, one of those things where you know it's bad, but you, you still enjoy it. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I think all Christmas songs are bad. Uh, and the beauty is just like all the bad movies that you kind of enjoy watching, like Congo. I love Congo. It's a terrible movie. Anaconda. Love Anaconda. Terrible movie. Millions and millions of people love the Fast and Furious movies. They are all awful, but they're the good kind of awful, just like most Nicolas Cage movies. Um, so, yeah, I think they're all bad, um, unless they're sung by Nat King Cole, and then they're amazing and wonderful and magical, and then also uh, Neil Diamond. Shout out to Old Woman Reese. Uh, but yeah, and so is Christmas. And what have we done? Yeah, they're all bad. I mean, just think about it. You're singing about nothing. Uh, Corey Sanzone says, I want to watch, but I'm watching Australian baseball. Good for you. I would recommend watching Australian baseball. I would recommend watching soap operas. I would recommend watching paint dry over watching me talk into my phone. Uh, uh, Corey says, Australian baseball league started up. Let's do this. Good for you. More baseball, the merrier. Hack Muffs, just popping in to say congratulations on 100. Keep up the great content, Kyle. Again, this content is subpar at best, uh, but Hack Muff, look, it's been a pleasure meeting you, and you're an awesome dude. And uh, honestly, but I hope you're doing well, and Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year's, and Happy Holidays. Uh, uh, and I, again, I, I wish you nothing but the best. You're a really awesome dude to you, Hack Muff. Good luck, Sean says. I heard Hennessy is tearing it up in Winter League. Yeah, that's kind of what Hennessy does, right? This is like his third straight Winter League where he tears it up. Um, look, keep in mind that the Winter Leagues are like double-A AA or triple-A. So most of these guys should go to those leagues and tear it up. You know, Angel Rondon is one of my favorite prospects. And his velocity has been down. And he's been kind of beat around a little bit. And that's a concern for me. But really, uh, like I, I know Dennis Ortega. By the way, Mr. Derek Gould wrote a great article in the Post-Dispatch that got everybody kind of caught up on what was happening with some of the prospects and some of the Cardinals players that are playing in the Dominican League and the Caribbean Leagues, uh, the Caribbean Winter Leagues. Check that out. It's a great article. Subscribe to the Post-Dispatch. It's worth subscribing to. But uh, anyways, you know, he's talking about Dennis Ortega, a catching prospect who was Avon Herrera kind of before Avon Herrera was. And they got le leapfrogged by both uh, 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 Rodriguez and Herrera. Um, he's having a great league, a great winter here in the Caribbean leagues. And that's not uncommon. Like, we've seen that year after year after year. It's good for someone like Ortega. But for Hennessy Cabrera to do it and to do it again, uh, that's not surprising. This is what he does every year. That doesn't That shouldn't diminish from the fact that this is a very supremely talented left-handed reliever. Bullpen option, potential starter, almost certainly a bullpen option. Uh, but uh, it's not something that we should not be excited about. We should probably be excited about and, and hope for the best and hope that he continues that momentum into the Cardinal season. 
Hackenbop says, Christmas in New York is a top-tier Christmas song, but my goodness, only listen to it if you want to cry. Uh, you know, it would take a miracle to make me cry at this point. Um, but uh, Christmas in New York, I don't even know if I know that song. I'm embarrassed to admit. Maybe I do want to cry. Uh, uh, used to Fly, uh, the L says, is a glimmerage night for me. Good for you. That's Scott. That's Scotch. That's the, uh, that is some really, really delicious stuff. Good for you. Fly the L. Look, uh, 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 Jeff Niehaus, you have an amazing taste when it comes to booze, uh, both hard and beer. I raise my glass to you. Merry Christmas. Uh, Matt Stromer, one of my, my people, uh, says, Happy 100th. Uh, can't stay, but cheers. To you, Matt Stromer, I raise my glass. We're almost out of booze. Uh, Foster the Person says, Any minor leaguer switch up for cards this year? Twins got a St. Paul Saints, which is cool. No, the only major switch up for the Cardinals is, again, no more Johnson City, no more State College. Uh, and... What happens is instead of Palm Beach being the high A affiliate, Peoria being the low A affiliate, Peoria becomes the high A, and Palm Beach becomes the low A. So Peoria will have a little bit better uh, of a product in front of them, relatively speaking. And uh, that's the only major changeup. Other than that, Memphis is going to be a triple A, Springfield a double A, uh, uh, Peoria at, at high A, and Palm Beach at low A. I did wonder if there was a chance because the Cardinals have such a high ownership stake in Springfield, if Springfield would become the AAA affiliate, Memphis would become the AA affiliate, but it didn't happen that way, and that's probably for the better. Uh, again, you're, you're probably talking about, you know, saving money uh, to a very, very minute degree, uh, 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 but uh, yeah, so no, no major changes for the Cardinals, but that's awesome for the Twins. I think that that's good for St. Paul. I think it's good for the Twins. Uh, Chad Abraham Hewn says, congrats on 100 any other cool century marks you've reached? No, no, no. I mean, look, I've never done anything well. Uh, I've never done anything okay. So I've never been presented with the ch I've worked 100 days in my life, and that's about it. Uh, no, no. I I have nothing cool 100 to report. I am, uh, uh, I've been really, really bad at what I do all of the time, at least 100 times. That might be my only uh, century mark worth bringing up. Drew Langley says, dude, tonight's pad was a wonderful surprise when the alert hit my phone. Thanks for this. To you, Drew Langley, I raise my glass. To all the pad people, I raise my glass. Again, we don't have a whole lot of Cardinals baseball to talk about. We don't have a whole lot of anything to talk about. So it means the world to me that the people who are in here are in here celebrating pads, 100th episode uh, with me. And I hope everybody's having a great time that are in here. Uh, to all the pad people, again, I raise my glass. Chad Abraham Hune says, who picks up the beard mantle for John Brevia? That's a great question, man. I don't, none of those guys can grow a beard. Uh, as Mr. Jason Hicks, the godfather of Prospects After Dark, finds his way in here. Hello, Mr. Hicks, you're the best. We love you. Again, to the godfather of Prospects After Dark, to the queen of Prospects After Dark, Jennifer Hicks, uh, to, the, to the, the patron player of Prospects After Dark, Jordan, we raise our glass. But uh, Jordan doesn't look like he can grow facial hair. There aren't a whole lot of people in that bullpen that look like they can grow facial hair. Now, Daniel Ponce de Leon can, so if he isn't in the starting rotation, maybe him, maybe John Gant. Uh, but the Cardinals need somebody who starts the year off without a beard, and we bitch about it, and then ends the year with the most glorious beard that you've ever seen in your life. 
Good Life Sean says, I started binging Halt and Catch Fire this week on Netflix. A little Forrest Gumpy, but pretty good. I agree. Now, I did watch the first season of Halt and Catch Fire, and then I think I watched part of the second season, and I kind of just stopped watching it. But that first season in particular was absolutely amazing. There's a lot of great television. Hello, my 100-episode pad people from Mr. Hicks. Again, to you, the Hicks family. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you for being in here. We probably are only going to go for a little bit longer because I drank before Pat, and I am I am honestly super drunk, and I need to like get some sleep. Uh, but yeah, uh, to, again to all the Pat people, I raise my glass. Iowa X says, "Hello, Derek. How are you? Will there still be a Gulf Coast League? No, there will not. Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. So there should still be a Gulf Coast League. Now I have heard that it's going to be." I don't know if it's going to continue to be called the Gulf Coast League. I think it might be more engineered to, like, the instructional leagues. Um, but, yes, there will still be, like, organized Gulf Coast League baseball. I'm just not sure if it's still going to be called the Gulf Coast League. Uh, and that's where a lot of the high school age draft picks will go, and a lot of the draft picks will go in general uh, until they get pushed to Peoria. Cardspan022 says, What's, What is one hitter? That had one of the hottest stretches you've ever seen. Mine is 18 carp. Yeah, you know, that's easily the first one that comes to my mind. That two and a half months where Matt Carpenter earned himself like serious MVP consideration. Uh, other than that, you know, there were times when Albert Pujols was just in fuego. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, honestly, off the top of my head, I can't really think of any. Uh, but yeah, I think I think 18 carp is a great call. Uh, Foster, the person says 100 beers. Yeah, look, I've had 100 bottles of booze. I've had 100 beers. I've had uh, uh, 100 self-inflicted orgasms. I've had um, 100 disappointments in life. I, you know, th there's 100 things that I've had that it's usually not good from a socio, uh, a, a psychological perspective, for sure. Um, uh, B Rick, uh, B underscore Rick four says love pad. We love you. B underscore Rick. Um, cheers, my dude. Uh, Mr. Hicks says, Nope. Jordan is out on facial hair. <laughs> I love that. Three run Jack says, uh, outfield must have an 85 McGee. If you mean a rookie who comes and lights the world on fire, then yeah, look, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, but if, if you're talking about a guy who steals a bunch of bases, then I, I don't know if that matters in baseball anymore. Look, I, I do think that if you're talking about the outfield needing uh, a player that is a, a fire starter uh, as opposed to a fire extinguisher, then you're absolutely right. And I would recommend I would I would suggest that Dylan Carlson is probably that uh, Luke Floosh says I just came for the Christmas cheer. I'm glad, Luke. I'm glad I showed my tree a little while ago. Again, uh, there's there's my my TV there and my Christmas tree and uh, my whole little living room setup. Anyways, uh, to, to the people who celebrate Christmas, I raise my glass. To the people who celebrate Kwanzaa, I raise my glass. To the people who celebrate Hanukkah, I raise my glass. Uh, good life, Sean says, wait, I've heard Iowa Neck on the Jim Rome show. Nice. I had no idea. That's great. Iowa Neck is an awesome dude. He's a great guy. And one of the people, uh, Derek, is one of the people that I enjoy interacting most with on Twitter. Just like you, good life, Sean. I love all of my pad people. All right, so uh, let's see. 
Uh, I'm going to start closing up Prospects After Dark on the 23rd of December as we celebrate our 100th episode. We're going to close it up by doing another Jello shot again. Uh, this is Watermelon uh, Guzzler? Uh, anyway, so to all of my pad people, to 100 episodes of Prospects After Dark, to uh, Periscope shutting down on March 31st, and me more than likely fading into oblivion, I raise my jello shot. Mmm. Hmm. I like the watermelon a lot. It's not good at all, but God, I like the watermelon. Uh, cheers, Pat people. Donald R. and then a bunch of numbers and some other shit says, Cheers, Pat people. Merry Christmas all. Cheers to the naughty list. Yeah, the Pat is definitely, definitely, definitely on the naughty list. Uh, Good Life Sean is going back to a topic from earlier where we talk about maybe some positives from 2020. All Cardinals gifts, gifts of Schilt ultra masked up. Yeah, just the idea of Mike Schilt wearing that mask was definitely a positive of 2020. And again, to Good Life Sean's point about earlier, 2020 gave us baseball. And sure, it was a shortened season. And sure, people will call it a bastardized Major League Baseball season, but we had baseball, and that was awesome, and I love that, and I miss baseball, and I'm ready for it to come back in earnest, and I'm sure that means that that won't happen until 2020, which is a bummer, uh, but we'll get more regular baseball in 2021, and I, for one, am very, very happy about that. So, uh, as I raise my glass to baseball, which unites us all underneath the pad umbrella, to prospects, unites us all underneath the, par the pad umbrella. I raise my glass to all of the pad people, along with those prior mentioned groups. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Tell the pad people. Ah, man, I am drunk. I'm not even lying. Jesus. Uh, Luke Flush says, Molina, why is he upset they don't want to overpay for a 300-year-old catcher? Look, he's upset because he's been one of the best of all time, and he prepares relentlessly. And he doesn't view himself as a 300-year-old catcher. He probably views himself as like a 25-year-old catcher. And also, you know, I, I think he's just a very proud human being. And he's letting that pride show. That's what I think. Uh, uh, again, I, I think that we're all going to laugh about this in the long run. It'll be something we forget. It'll be a footnote in history when eventually Yadier Molina is a St. Louis Cardinal in his career. Because that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, and these little talks and negotiations and... Instagram posts end up fading into oblivion. Uh, real fast, before we end the night, I just want to say one more time, to all of my, my birds on the Black family, I feel privileged to be a part of this. Again, uh, uh, the current members, Cards Gifts, who is the, the catalyst for all of this. I never wanted to do Prospects After Dark. I never wanted to do Prospects After Dark, but Gifts pushed me to do it and pushed me to do it. Now, 100 episodes later, we are still doing it. It doesn't make any sense. It's very, very dumb. I know very, very little. I have very, very little to bring to any type of conversation or entertainment or whatever. Uh, but we're still doing it. Uh, so to, to Cardinals Gifts, uh, my brother in arms, uh, to Enchil, I want to bring up Nicholas Childress right away. Uh, uh, the Mizzou fan who, again, I'm a huge Mizzou fan, uh, works for Mizzou, went to Missouri State. Nicholas Childress, is a, he's an artist. He does great work along with our good friend Stu Styles, specifically Stu on the game recaps, best in all of baseball, best in the world, I'd be willing to bet. Uh, Stu is also a musician. Check out Top Shotta's 
that's what you heard leading into this episode of Prospects After Dark. You check it out on iTunes and Spotify. Like, I love that song. Stewie's a talented uh, musician. Uh, sticking with, with the Birds on the Black family, Tara Wellman and Alex Crisofoli, two amazingly talented people who do chirps. Haven't done chirps in a little bit. Hopefully we get a chirp soon. I'm really looking forward to it. Alex is my favorite anecdotal writer. I love when he writes. Hopefully we get more of that as baseball continues to creep into our 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 uh, our line of sight. Um, to Ben Cerruti, who does player projections and also is really the only one writing anything on prospects after, or on birds on the black. And he's so incredibly, extremely talented to all of the work that Ben Cerruti does. Uh, uh, I, again, I raise my glass to all of them. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. We've had uh, Josh is not home. He's contributed. We've had Rachel Wren contribute. Uh, all incredibly talented people. Uh, uh, to the the, the uh, like Zach Gifford, who does nerds, uh, who I again I, I admire on so many different levels. Just an amazing, amazing person. Uh, to Estio Cup of Joe, who's done amazing work for the website along with uh, the Athletic who's been amazing on the radio. Uh, uh, to, to everybody for Birds on the Black, I raise my glass. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Thank you for somehow associating yourself and allowing me to do this nonsense with your association for all these years. To so all of the Birds on the Black family, I raise my glass. Three jello shots and a lot of booze later. Woo! Good luck, Sean says, thanks, Kyle. Love you, bro. Thanks for keeping Pad going. It's my pleasure. Again, I don't know how much longer we're going to be doing, Pad, but uh, I, I'm very happy that you're all here. I salute you, Luke Floosh. Uh, cheers to you, Mr. Hicks. Spaghetti, Spaghetti Jones says, Gifts, what a good lad. Gifts is the best. Uh, uh, Mr. Hicks says, This shit show is the best. You and Gifts are great. We are only, uh, if we are great, then you're a superlative that I don't understand, Mr. Hicks. You're so far ahead of us. Uh, me specifically, not gifts maybe, but me specifically. Like, if I'm great, then you're incredible or you're uh, yeah, you're superior for sure. No doubt about that. Uh, <laughs> Spaghetti Jones says, chirp, chirp, fun, fun. Uh, <laughs> cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Stu Stout says, you're fucking awesome. You are, Stu. Keep up the great work, my friend. Travis Mack 251 says, good Lord, please make it to Springfield this year. Again, my goal in 2020 was to try to get to, I, I swear to God by this, I was going to spend weekends in Springfield and Peoria and Memphis on a regular basis. I was going to rotate and rotate and rotate. And if we get baseball in 2021, I still plan on that. And it's cool now because Peoria will be the high, the high A affiliate. So that means I'll be spending time in the three highest affiliates in the Cardinals. And I promise, I promise that if I have the financial wherewithal, uh, along with the, the COVID wherewithal, to be able to make that happen, I will do it in 2021, no doubt about it. Drew Langley says, will birds ever do a podcast with all you guys together, pad nerds and chirps mashups? That'd be awesome. But, you know, that's a whole lot of nonsense. I would love to be on a podcast with Tara and Alex and Zach. Maybe someday we make it happen. But remember, those are a lot of talking now. When we were a part of the United Cardinals Bloggers Night at Bush Stadium, uh, Tara and myself and Zach were part of that. Alex was not. Uh, but you can go back and look at those in particular or listen to those. And, you know, Tara is so good at what she does that she keeps Zach and I in line and she keeps things organized. And uh, I, it's something I would love to do. I would, I would love that. Look, any, any content that I can be a part of that's part of the Birds on the Black family, I will do and I, I will feel fortunate to be a part of it. 
Absolutely. Cheers, Days of Lore. Mark Lore, how are you, my friend? Travis uh, McKnight says, uh, Travis Mack says, I know. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy holidays to you, Victoria. Uh, prospects after NERPS, which I'm sure was supposed to be nerds from Good Life, Sean. Uh, uh, I agree. Hello, Loch Ness. How are you? I hope you're getting appropriately crunk. Again, to all my pad people, all my birds on the black people, I raise my glass. <laughs> oh, that went down the wrong pipe. That's not the way to end prospects after dark. Oh, 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 oh. oh God. Anyways, if you listen to this or you watch this, you are part of the resistance. Uh, thank you so much, family. Look, we don't have shit to talk about. Hopefully, we get to February and there's actual baseball news to talk about. But until then, uh, uh, to our good friend Eric Thomas, who coined the phrase, if you're part of this, if you are part of this, you're part of the resistance. Uh, to everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, to the Hicks family, to the Carlson family, uh, to Cardinals Gifts. Again, the Birds on the Black, Prospects After Dark family, to the Reese family, my oldest brother, Jim, then Scott, then Michael. Uh, again, happy birthday, Michael. Thank you, Scott, for being the father figure to me. Uh, and also, thank you, Jim, for, for raising the amazing kids you raised. And my father, James, thank you so much uh, for being whatever the hell you are. You're fucking incredible. You're indestructible. To my mother, Denise. Uh, so to the Reese family, uh, for everybody at Prospects After Dark, uh, everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, thank you so much. If you watch this, you are part of the resistance. Spaghetti Jones asks, how can I get one of those mugs? You go to, honestly, you, you can go to Birds on the Black and follow the link to the shop, and you can get this mug, get the 16 ounce. You're going to want the 16 ounce, not the small one. Uh, everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, uh, if you watch this, you are part of the resistance. resistance. And as always, family, happy hunting.